Well, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers that we have here. And, you know, in our eyes, our own mother is basically perfect, isn't she? You know, she can do no wrong. Our mother is just this, like, incredible woman who has done so much and sacrificed so much for us. And I know I can say that about my mother, at least. I'm not sure about your mother. My mother is perfect. Don't you say anything else. But, you know, we have, uh, you know, our mothers, if there's any gift that they have in their, their tender, nurturing love, they're able to lead us closer to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, to hear the voice of Jesus Christ. And, of course, the perfect example of this is Mary, the mother of God. I mean, she was conceived immaculately. Her son was the second person of the Trinity. I mean, she's got a lot going for her, but she always steps out of the way and points us closer to Jesus Christ, points us closer to the voice of the Good Shepherd. It's never about her. She points us closer to God. But there are a number of saints in our church that are saintly mothers who lived their lives, their vocation of motherhood, uh, and became saints for it, who are not immaculately conceived. And so we have probably one of the more famous ones is St. Monica. St. Monica, the mother of St. Augustine. St. Augustine famously having his, you know, his worldly years and going out and St. Monica shed many a tears and offered many prayers for the sake of her son that he might come to know the voice of the Good Shepherd. And St. Augustine in his confessions, he records the words of his mother, St. Monica, uh, just the moments before her death when she says, son, as far as I am concerned, nothing in this life gives me any pleasure. I do not know why I'm still here since I have no further hopes in this world, I did have one reason for wanting to live a little longer, to see you become a Catholic Christian before I to see you become a Catholic Christian before I died. God has lavished this gift on me in that respect, for I know that you have even renounced earthly happiness to be his servant. And this loving mother tenderly care, she not only leads her son to become a Catholic Christian, but to become a bishop and a saint in the church. Saint Gianna Mala, who was born in 1922 in Italy, she was a medical doctor receiving degrees in both medicine and surgery, specializing in pediatrics, working as a member of the Saint Vincent de Paul Society, giving herself to work with the elderly also and the poor. And she married her husband, Pietro, and lived a wonderful life together, able to balance uh, work life and family life, which for all of our mothers here know that's a very difficult balance to be able to try to keep these things in check, but she was able to do so well. And when she was pregnant for the fourth time, uh, she had a severe pain, and she went and have it examined. They found that there was a, a tumor in her uterus and as she had a procedure to make sure that she, everything would be fine, but it was still going to be a complicated pregnancy, but she said this, making sure her words were quite, quite clear. She said, if you must decide between me and the child, do not hesitate, choose the child, I insist on it, save the baby. She knew the Good Shepherd in her life and she wanted to make sure that her daughter, who would take her namesake, would be able to have the same opportunity to know the Good Shepherd in this life. After her child, her fourth daughter, was born, she died about a week later. However, she gave this ultimate gift to her daughter because 32 years later, her daughter was present 
at her canonization when she was canonized by Pope St. John Paul II there. So imagine the gift for that daughter to be able to see her mother raised to sainthood. St. Zelie Martin was very aware of her maternal mission to raise her children to become saints. Growing up, she had a desire to be a religious sister, but realizing that she was called uh, to motherhood, she met a man, uh, Louis, who uh, actually desired to be a monk, to live in a monastery, but meeting each other, they fell in love and they started their family, had a number of children. And she said, when we had our children, our ideas changed somewhat. We lived only for them. They made all our happiness and we would never have found it save in them. In fact, nothing any longer cost us anything. The world was no longer a burden to us. As for me, my children were my great compensation so that I wished to have many in order to bring them up for heaven. Ultimately, in the end, she had five of her daughters enter the convent, kind of a special thing. One of her daughters, probably known very well to many of you, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, not only became a saint, but a doctor of the church. And one of her other daughters is uh, on her road to canonization as well. So not only did she become a saint, her husband, St. Louis, became a saint. One of her daughters became a doctor and saint of the church, and another daughter on her way. Way to go, Mama Zelie. She knew what she was doing raising her children. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, who was born two years before uh, the Revolutionary War, she married a wealthy, a wealthy young man named William, and their first two years of marriage, kind of, you know, we'll say that first two years of peaceful bliss of marriage and everything was going great. And then tragedy started to ensue after that where William's father uh, had passed away. And then you can imagine for all of those who are married, two years in marriage, and when his father passed away, now they have inherited seven of William's half-siblings. Two years married, now they're dealing with seven children. And then he, they also inherited the family import business. Tragedy continued to happen. Um, the, the business went bankrupt. And uh, Martin, or sorry, William, um, he uh, got tuberculosis and he tragically passed away. So now you have St. Elizabeth and Seton there with all these kids, actually her husband's half-siblings, and kind of in tragedy, bankrupt business, all these things. But she knew that the spiritual well-being of her family would be the most important thing. She eventually, she was actually a convert to the faith, and she fell in love with the Catholic Church, became Catholic herself, and then eventually she was asked to start the first free Catholic school in the United States there in Baltimore. And she founded the religious community, which would then serve uh, there at this uh, Catholic school in Baltimore. And she became known as uh, Mother Seton for, again, mostly known, actually I had to look up, I wasn't even sure if she had her own children, she did, but she was more known for her spiritual motherhood, for caring for these children, these seven that were not even hers, and then caring for all of these children in the school, making sure that they could hear the voice of the Good Shepherd above all things. She wanted to make sure that they knew Jesus Christ. That was her care, that was her concern, to make sure spiritually they were being fed. And all of our mothers in one way or another have done something in a very simple, most of the time way, very 
gentle, kind way, in a way that only really a mother can do. And I remember growing up and after when mom, my mom would have to drag me out of bed to get to mass to begin with, I'm sure all the children today willingly woke up to join their mothers for mass. I'm sure that was not a problem. But anyway, so after, you know, we, she dragged me out of bed and I'd get to mass, there's something that always struck me. So we would get to the church. She would always, first thing, she'd come in, she would kneel in the pew, and she would be there in prayer. And that always struck me. I never knew what she was praying about, why she, but I just knew that there was a deep level of faith that I could see and I could witness, not by anything she said, but just by her actions and how she was able to have that tender care so that way I might hear that voice of the good shepherd and know where he was leading me. That is the gift that our mothers can most benefit us, that they can give us the most of. It's by turning us to Jesus Christ that we might hear his voice all our days.